Welcome to Fem Lead, the podcast on female leadership and role models. This show aims to inspire and equip you with the tools you need to navigate your career plans. Fem Lead brings inspiring career perspectives and strategies to guide your path to success. Your host, Alexandra, will interview role models on new exciting topics with each episode. If you like what you hear, give us a review and subscribe to the show on your preferred streaming platform. Enjoy. Hello, all, and welcome to a new episode of Family Podcast. I know you haven't heard from us in a few weeks, but those have been very, very, very busy. And honestly, today we bring you some super exciting news. We just hosted our networking session in Copenhagen, where an incredible speaker from IKEA shared her career journey and advice on how to progress in your roles within a large company. It was really an inspiring session, and we cannot be more grateful that you chose to spend an afternoon with us. So thank you again. Remember that if you want to know more about our community events, you need to subscribe to Family Podcast Newsletter. We send it uh, usually once a month where we update you on all the upcoming networking events, any partnerships and any opportunities for you to progress in your career. We also share advice. And uh, if you want to help us uh, create even a better content setup, you are very welcome to write us as well. Today, we have an exciting episode where we will deep dive into a new topic. We are going to have a super cool speaker coming with us today from Nordia Markets. Sophie Gelstrup is the chief dealer and functional lead in global trading at Nordia Markets. She is based in Copenhagen, Denmark, and studied economics with a double master degree in finance from University of Copenhagen and Imperial College London. She worked within the financial industry since she started in a pension fund as a student worker and continued through the graduate program at Nordia Markets. Sophie is really a cool speaker and today she's joining us to talk about what does it mean to be a trader and she will also uh, give us a lot of insights into the sector, into into progression within this career path and also how she started um, this career path with the graduate program at Nordia Markets. There's a lot of information and I really advise you to go uh, and check the podcast notes because we are going to add their very relevant links also for your career development, but also more about Nordia in general. So please um, go check that as well. Nordia Markets is the leading capital markets partner in the Nordics. Nordia Markets also takes part in the Nordia graduate program, So today we're going to cover that topic as well. The graduate program is an extensive program that covers a variety of business areas, whether that is in markets, IT, business or compliance, all in which you will be able to accelerate your career and evolve, both professionally and personally. I look very much forward to bringing this interview to you today. So without further ado, let's welcome Sophie to Family Podcast. Hi, Sophie. Welcome to Family Podcast. It's really an honor to have you here. How are you today? Hi, Alexandra. I'm good. Thanks for having me. So excited to be here. Yes, me too. I'm super excited. So um, I've never interviewed uh, anybody that works in the financial sector. And uh, we were speaking just earlier today that uh, I have so many curiosities and I really want to discuss with you some of the specifics of your job, especially because you have such a cool title. You are a chief dealer and functional lead at Nordia Markets. And I'm so curious, what does it mean exactly? And what are the specifics (laughs) of your role? So uh, today you're joining us to discuss your pretty impressive career path and also to give us more details into what does it mean to work in this sector. So um, we agreed that we're going to go through your career path and also maybe go a little bit at the beginning of how you started. Um, And then, of course, share your career advice with our listeners. I'm sure a lot of them will find it very, very inspiring. Are you ready? I'm so ready. 
Fantastic. So, Sophie, tell, it, tell us first, uh, what does it mean to be a dealer at Nordia Markets? So what are the benefits of working in such a role and how do you define the role itself? Mm-hmm. So what is a dealer? I guess more people know the term trader from these, uh, you know, American movies where there's like a lot of guys standing on some floor shouting. And I mean, it's a little less dramatic, but uh, I'm a trader. I'm a market maker. And I mean, it's very, very, I mean, we can put it very simple. I mean, I have a product which I can sell and I can buy. Um, I have a bunch of customers, which is the reason I'm here. I'm here to make a market for them to trade the product that I'm kind of um, owner of. Um, and while I do that, I need to try and make money. That's the very basic description of what I do. There's so so much more to the job, which is a lot of the things around it, which I also find interesting. But I mean, the basic um, idea of being a trader is sitting here on the huge trading floor. And the trading floor is like one of the biggest in um, the Nordics or is the biggest in the Nordics um, and trading, following mm-hmm. the markets. Mm-hmm. I've actually visited the trading floor at Nordia maybe four years ago. Uh, we were having an event um, within Nordia and then we someone asked us, um, obviously I was not as much into the industry as uh, maybe I, I'm now more interested. So I didn't even know about the trading floor at Nordia as being <laughs> one of the biggest, right? If not the biggest in the Nordics, but someone else did. So we were asked if we want to see it and we we did a tour and ah. we, yeah, but it was after working, it was after working hours and I think there were very few people left, but uh, uh, it was a very nice experience to actually see how large it is and like <laughs> what yeah. does it mean to work right on the trading floor. So that was pretty awesome. Yeah. I think you touched upon something very interesting, which is the um, understanding of what does it mean? Because we've all seen the Wolf of Wall Street and we've all understood mm. like how uh, this sector is actually um, day-to-day developing. So I would be very curious to tell us maybe a little bit about how does your day-to-day look like? Can you give us a little bit more specific details of like, what do you do every day? Yes, absolutely. So, I mean, to me, a trader, so I'm a chief dealer, just meaning that I'm the one who who is in charge of the product um, that I um, sell, you could say. Um, so, I mean, I view it as my own little shop. I have a shop which sells and buys a little niche product. And I mean, this niche product is, of course, the coolest of all of the products. Um, and I mean, I'm in charge of making that, um, uh, it's kind of my franchise. So I need to be able to understand which customers could have an interest in this, what sort of research would be relevant for them, um, who in Nordea markets, the salespeople, um, can I talk to, who then talk to the customers, um, actually understanding the market, of course, I mean, the market we're in now, how does that affect the product I'm trading? What do we believe is going to happen in the future? Why would it be relevant for my customers to know this? Um, all of these things. I mean, it's my own little shop and that's what's incredible. I mean, I get to have be, um, you know, be my own little Nodea within the big structure of Nodea um, with all the benefits of actually navigating um, in in this big company um, who has all these resources, all these uh, people who know a lot of things, but I'm the driver. I'm the one who gets to be creative. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's very interesting. And I think it's also something about the fact that um, – it's 
something that I've never heard before, chief dealer, but of course, like in any other uh, leadership track, let's say you are a CXO of a specific department in this case. I would be curious to ask you, obviously we will discuss also your, your progression, but I would be curious to know, how did you start um, in this financial sector? What, what attracted you to it in the first place? So I actually started, I mean, if we go way back to my studies, I actually started studying physics. I quite conservative. I uh, <laughs> I like being able to, you know, put two lines under the result, all these things. Uh, I find the um, physics world uh, to be very fascinating. And I studied that for one and a half years. And I got, I mean, I didn't really know what I was supposed to use it for. I couldn't see myself as being um, a researcher. I couldn't see myself um, teaching in school. So, I mean, what was I supposed to use it for? And that's why I actually turned to economics instead, because, I mean, economics um, gives you such a broad uh, possibility um, range of jobs. Um, I could see myself choosing many different paths there. Um, I switched to economics um, and then I got a student job, which is very common here in Denmark to have that. So a part-time job while studying. And that was in a pension fund, one of the largest pension funds in Denmark, um, working with the portfolio managers, which I found extremely interesting. And that's why I kind of just went along with that. I chose my electives to be within the finance. I went to London and studied a master there as well within finance. So just continuing on that way. Funny thing is that it turns out that there's so many physicists sitting here next to me in the bank. So, I mean, I could have ended up the same place <laughs> had I continued. I just didn't understand, I mean, what all these uh, tech backgrounds actually where that can also take you. But uh, absolutely, that's just a side note. <laughs> yeah, that's a very good side note because I feel that it's um, very timely to say that the way we see, I mean, timely, but also honestly, the reality that the way we see career paths has really changed. So now we all work in tech in a way or another. So mm-hmm. our backgrounds can really be helpful within a specific area without having to be, uh, let's say, um, um, trained or not necessarily um, graduated with a master's within the field, right? So it's a very good mm-hmm. point that you mentioned this. Um, if you want to start your career in a certain industry, you don't need to have necessarily a degree that says you're going to be become a a trader at Nordia one day, right? So it's uh, something that's really important to mention. So thank you for that. And when it comes to um, how to get started, I would like to ask you, what do you think now in retrospect are the three most important skills that um, are to be considered? Yeah, it's tough to say. I mean, it's, I think for me, when I look at the people that I think will be successful here, it's very much about curiosity and actually having an interest in learning. I mean, it's the mindset. Um, it's about taking ownership, um, being proactive. I think that is the most important thing, honestly. I think we can all, I mean, we're all smart people. We can all learn. So it's mostly about if you find it interesting um, and actually just doing it. So yeah, a simple way to answer it, but um, yeah. And also passion and curiosity. It's um, it's hard to put it into words. So many times when you say it like that, it's like when I talk about passion and curiosity, it's like, what does it mean? But I think there is a sweet spot there where you're really excited to go to work and you're really excited to like be in that environment, which is 
well, the first thing is like it makes you um, really feel that you're contributing towards something. And then there's mm-hmm. also the fact that you constantly feel like you can learn more and that the there's nothing here that stops me from knowing, knowing, um, impacting, creating even more with my peers. There's something there yeah. about um, having the, let's say, validation that when you are within an environment, it doesn't mean that in two years it's done like there's nothing else for you to do you constantly feel like there's more there's more there's more to know to create to um, impact and once you find that and you you find yourself in this environment I think it's it's pretty cool that uh, that you've mentioned like now that if you need to like the environment need to be passionate about the subject so that you can have this validation back that there's always something else to mm. to be found right and it seems yeah. like for you it it went pretty well because you did progress throughout your career and now you work as a chief dealer as well. Yeah. Yeah. And again, I mean, so I've always found an interest though. I realized with economics, I really find it interesting to understand how, you know, systems work. How does, um, you know, why do we have uh, central banks? Why, I mean, understanding geopolitics, understanding how all of these systems, mm-hmm. large or small, you know, everything is dependent on each other to some extent and understanding how everything kind of gets together. That's what I find interesting. I, you know, I love reading The Economist. I love reading Financial Times. Um, other people really love to, you know, classic, uh, like to follow the stock market. That's not something I find that interesting, but it doesn't mean that you can't be a trader because you don't follow the stock market for me when you're five years old. I mean, there's so many different ways to have an interest and a passion in the financial markets. And I mean, um, the different types of personalities, I mean, diversity in all, I mean, spectrums. I mean, it's it's you can be so many different things and be successful here. Um, if I mean, as you say, we are all kind of part of the tech world. I mean, so is Nordea, so is the financial sector, so is especially these big legacy banks, which Nordea also is. I mean, we are on a journey um, to not uh, be overtaken by the, all the smaller tech companies trying to interrupt, uh, disrupt us, right? Um, so, I mean, it's the, there's something to do for everybody who actually find it interesting. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, absolutely. And uh, I'm very, I mean, you can easily hear your excitement about the setup that you're mm-hmm. in. So it's really cool to like be able to, to discuss it in details because um, now you can give us maybe more specifics on how your career progressed. One of my next question is, um, how would you describe your career path? So like, you can talk about what were some of the uh, maybe challenging aspects uh, within your career, but also maybe what was really something that you were looking forward to as as time passed, because you, you've you been with Nordia for a few years now, and I feel like you've had many experiences. So it will really give us a, a good introduction to your career to tell us a little bit more about the, the different steps you took. Yes. So, I mean, I've been in Nordia in December, I've been here seven years. Feels so old when I say that seven years. Um, and I mean, so I guess I'll. I mean, I started in the graduate program here. Um, so the graduate program is usually two years. I stepped in halfway through and was a bit um, starting. Um, and of course, the graduate program today is different from when I started. Um, and depending on which department you're in, the graduate program can also look different because you kind of make it. Um, it needs to be relevant in the different departments you're in. So I actually had a um, 
a permanent position while being part of the graduate program. Um, so I was, um, I got a position as a trader, a assistant dealer is kind of the um, entry level uh, title. And I mean, we don't really care much about titles, but anyway, it's a junior position. I mean, it's about learning. It's about, I mean, being curious. That's what the graduate program is also about. I mean, it's also um, a label. People know that you're in a trainee, a learning position, and it's okay. I mean, it's we're supposed to be there. We're supposed to learn. I mean, the most important thing for me from the graduate program is actually net, the network you get. And also I got a mentor as well. So I guess um, for me, switching from being a student to being full-time employee was, I mean, quite a switch. I thought that was quite difficult. I mean, as a student, I knew, know, I knew how to be successful, but how do you know how to be successful when you actually start working. I found that to be extremely difficult. I mean, I'm a hard worker. I really like to do well. Um, I mean, I have goals, all these things. And I mean, that switch was difficult. And having um, peers who wasn't necessarily my close colleagues, but were people in the same position, making that transition at the same time, which you get through the graduate program, was extremely important to me. Um, and then you also get the, the mentor program. But I mean, in within, I mean, as a trader, you're a specialist. And I mean, you have different um, levels within this specialist. And of course, you start out as a junior on a desk, and each desk um, trades one product. And I started on uh, one product, and that didn't really work out. Uh, I didn't like the product, and it wasn't, I mean, depending on which product you trade, um, you could say there's different types of personalities for each product, kind of, uh, in a very weird way. But, I mean, you have um, high-frequency traded products, and you have products which don't trade more than once a week. You have very quantitative type of products, and you have products which is more about um, you know, it's it's different skills, um, different types of product requires. And that didn't suit me. And I actually managed, uh, I got rotated to another one. So that's also a good part of the graduate program. And also being part of a big organization like Nadea, there's actually opportunities to rotate if um, the persistent doesn't suit you. Um, so I was a junior on this new product. Um, and I've just kind of worked my way up since then. So, I mean, being more and more specialized and the more you move up, the more responsibility you get, um, the more ownership you get to take, the more, I mean, everything like like any more senior position, I guess, doesn't matter which path you're in. Um, yeah. Um, then I guess we can talk about the industry <laughs> uh, in general. I mean, it's, it's no secret that uh, the financial sector and the banking business um, has um, is male dominated is has some stereotypical um, ways uh, there is a lot of legacy there is a certain culture um, and that is that is something that is here but it's also something which um, is not static it's something we are working with and I mean it, it I mean, I'm privileged in many ways, but I'm also a minority here. As a trader, there's not that many females. That's, that's, I mean, that's how it is at the moment. I don't see why it should be like that. For me, I've thrived. I really love being a trader. I think there's so many great things as we've talked about already. Um, but I mean... You, you touched on so many topics that I think we can 
uh, deep dive even more into. And um, I mean, when when I knew that we were gonna talk, I was like so interested in exactly this, like what what is it that you do? <laughs> so the, the details mm-hmm. of um, mm-hmm. of your role and really what do you think was a challenge as in whatever we know about the financial industry or whatever it's being said as uh, uh, things to be aware of. It's always different from person to person. So your experience will not equal my experience if I were to work in the same sector or industry or even role, Mm. right? Mm. And looking through your experience, I would be very curious because you've also been with Nordia now for seven years and you've done probably some reflection. What do you say would be some advice that you have for professionals that are looking to enter this industry? Yeah. I mean, just being brave, do it. There is so much to offer here. Um, I think one of my learnings is that if I actually, um, I mean, if I'm proactive, if I actually take ownership, I have a management who's actually really interested in listening, active listening, not just listening and then turning the other way, but actually active listening to what I have to say. And if I actually, um, if I have an idea how we can move forward, what we could do differently, I often get the chance to do it. Um, So it's about taking ownership and doing that. And maybe if I had thought of that, or I mean, been more brave or I don't know had the um, energy from the start to to do that more I think I mean you should do that yeah it's again I know it's uh, I don't have like specific hard focus points I mean I, I to me it's very much about the attitude again coming back to who would be successful here I think one, the only other specific uh, to do you could do if you had interest is about um, seeking people who actually have an interest. So we can talk mm-hmm. about that. I mean, mm-hmm. if if you actually find trading interesting, if you actually find the financial sector interesting, whichever uh, thing you might find interesting, I mean, reach out to people who are within that industry. If you have an interest in trading, reach out to me, for instance. I mean, come and have a coffee. I mean, we are all quite passionate about our jobs. Um, I love to talk about it. And I'm quite proud when people reach out and actually want to learn about it. Absolutely. Um, it's, I think that's that's important to actually understand. I mean, because nobody knows what a job is like. You have to try it out. You have to talk to people who are nice about it. Absolutely. Yeah. You also say something about um, a topic that's very close to my heart when it comes to progression in, in, in work and life, and that is finding mentors, finding your tribe, finding an ecosystem that can support you and not thinking that you need to know already what you're supposed to do perfectly. And also that you should be great at it from the first day. Because I think this is where the misconception is about what does it mean to be successful at work? Mm -hmm. And in my experience, also interviewing other of our of our family guests, I think a lot of people talk about being kind of brave, but also easy on yourself that you don't put yourself in those situations where you stress out because maybe you know, you had other expectations or, you know, different interactions when it comes to your own expectations about yourself. And what you just shared also uh, comes to 
in a way contribute to the idea that if I contact you and want to talk to you about trading and I am passionate about it, you know that to a certain extent, you will know way more than me and you will also be an expert in a specific product. And there's no way that I can do that. So you kind of have this agreement that, hey, I want to teach you what I know. I want to tell you about what I know. And I I, I already know that there's no other way you could actually find out about it or the details of it are, are not to be found on the internet, especially when it comes to your particular role, Arno Dia, right? Um, mm. And I think that's super important to mention here that um, the expectations of each role, they obviously differ and they will be um, felt and seen differently uh, by everybody else. But when it comes to building this ecosystem, you need to reach out and you need to ask questions because otherwise you're not going to know <laughs> what you're supposed to do. No. And uh, yeah, I think that's really a, a cool way to uh, frame the advice uh, for anybody interested in this subject and in this industry to reach out and to be curious and want to know the people that work within this field, right? Mm. Yeah. And it's also, I mean, if you uh, look further, it's also a way to get a job. Uh, further ahead i mean it's it, i mean everything it, it just makes sense to do it um you get inspired you i mean yeah agree in every sense it makes sense and it's yeah. not something that i've been good at because i've just been in my own little bubble always i've never thought that far ahead i've tried to go along with what i found interesting because i truly believe if we if we actually work with what we find interesting we'll always be good at it um that's that's a good way to start and i agree with you about this being perfect imperfect and also when we talked about the transition from school to work that's also a bit of the problem you know how to be the perfect uh student how to succeed but i mean at work that's just difficult i mm. mean i think it's more about being brave about trying and uh, classic when you fail you actually learn and you get better and um Absolutely. That's also something uh, you learn with time, that that's okay. I mean, nobody knows the answer. You you think that the manager knows the correct way to do things, but there's no correct way. There's just, you know, trying. And with all you have built up over the years, hopefully you make um, the best choice um, in that instant. Absolutely. Absolutely. You touch on so many pieces of advice that could be, uh, you know, we can create a snippet of each of them. And that's also something maybe related uh, to wrap up this question on your maybe interactions at work, because I think one of the, let's say, more career mature um a realization I came to was that no one really knows exactly what the right answer is, obviously, unless it's something very specific or, you know, very related to a policy or something um, uh, that is already within the uh, admin and uh, and law part. But otherwise, everything, like the, the way we make decisions and the way that we organize ourselves at work, it has to do with the core group that you work with and uh, the values of the company, the mission of the company, the, your your role, what the company is trying to achieve, and also what you are supposed to be achieving, right, as a professional. But it doesn't mean that you will go to manager and you'll get the recipe. Like, it's really about trial and error, and especially in the industry that you work in, and especially for your role, it's really about that, right? Mm -hmm. And having this passion for um, uh, economics and in trading and also understanding that it's part of a bigger thing. <laughs> it's it's really, for some people, it's very motivating. So I really hope that they will um, listen to this interview and feel inspired to, first of all, reach out to you <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and uh, ask you for a coffee and uh, get to know more you. 
what you do and also how your career progressed because I feel it's really, really inspiring to hear all of those thoughts that you've had also about your progression. So thank you again, Sophie. It's it's really fun. I have so many other questions, so I'll move on because I do want to ask you um, something that um, I think is very relevant and I'm very curious about your point of view. Um, I want to talk to you about the topic of financial freedom because um, I've had guests before um, that talked about the importance of, uh, you know, women being financially independent so that they can build wealth. We talk a lot, we, we talk a lot about uh, equality, inclusion, equity. Uh, we also talk about the fact that uh, financial freedom has to do with, you know, being independent and being able to take decisions for yourself, maybe for your family uh, and not be restricted in any way. But because you work in this industry, I'm very curious about your opinion and your point of view. What do you think is financial freedom and what are your thoughts about this topic in general? Hmm. So for me personally, um, it's reaching the point where you have the freedom to actually um, choose um, based on your passion about what you actually want. I mean, I, I, I want to have the freedom the um the possibility of choosing what makes sense to me what is meaningful to me that to me is is freedom i choose to work here because i want to be here i'm not forced to be here because of the pay because of anything i mean i'm here as long as i choose to be here that for me is freedom um but i mean of course because of work within finance within i mean uh, financial products i mean i have an insight into many things that for some reason people don't understand it seems it's it's complicated uh, it's not really but it's i mean if you don't know where to start what to learn i mean everything from a loan what does it actually mean when you're buying a house mortgage loans i mean this insight uh, into it i mean it's that's also freedom to actually understand and being independent um yeah and of yeah. course i mean i'm i mean i'm <laughs> i meet a lot of people who are surprised when i say i'm a trader you know if mm. i'm working in a bank I, I must be or working in sales or working in different things i mean as a woman uh actually i mean i've, I've I mean, I work with money. I'm competitive. I like uh, to win. I like to be good. Um, all these things is surprising to them. I think you you point out something uh, very important, and that is uh, going back to some of the some of the questions we we had in the beginning, where you talked about what are the expectations or any sort of. Uh, topics related to a, an industry where you already have set, okay, these are the five boxes where people can fit into. And this is exactly why we're doing this interview to discuss the details of your experience and understand how do you feel in your current position at Nordia Markets with so much responsibility and what is very good for you and what were some of the things where you saw there was some sort of misunderstanding, misconception and so on. And I think that touching on the fact that we don't see a lot of women in finance is exactly where I wanted to get at some point, because the idea is that uh, we create these pieces of content with FemLeads to show role models. And the truth is that there are not many role models in, in finance, um, as many as we could see. So then when you don't see yourself, you're also less 
prone to some extent to think that I can do it. You know, like if now I know about you, now I know about uh, other cool women in finance that I did research on or someone in my network mentioned them and so on. And this is kind of how we build a community of people that talk about important topics, but um, they are also role models for others. And I hope that more women will want to join this sector, this industry, but also a trader role. Because like you said, you 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 are in a male-dominated industry, uh, a trader. And sometimes people ask you, what do you do? And they are surprised to hear that you are a trader, which is yeah. you know uh, surprising in 2022. But is it though? Because do we see so many women in finance to be like, oh no, everybody can be. And every... so there's this circle where we need to discuss um, this topic and how to, to make it better. And I'm very happy that yeah. you did mention some of your thoughts because- I sh- I'm sure that the listeners will also feel that, oh, okay, I also had some sort of understanding that it's a more male-dominated uh, world, but it doesn't need to be in the sense that everybody should be welcomed to apply. Everybody should be welcome to see how it is. And this is kind of how cultures and communities are being built, right? So I'm very excited yeah. that you share your experience. I think mm. a lot of people will find it very inspiring. Um, and thank you for going into, you know, the details of your journey, because this is really what mm. makes it special to know about you and uh, how Sophie is navigating her chief dealer role at Nordia <laughs> Markets. So this is really, really cool. I want to uh, continue by asking you uh, on the same note, maybe um, obviously depending on how much you want to share, but um, I think everybody's interested to understand a little bit more about. So what yeah. are some of the challenges that you've encountered at work and how do you approach challenges at work in general? Um what did you learn from these experiences? What is your mindset? How do you normally uh, deal with, let's say, more difficult situations at work? Yeah. Um, so in general, I mean, specific to being a trader, which is a weird job. I mean, it's it's it, you don't find that many places in other types of job. I mean, it is a job which where there is a lot of pressure. I mean, it's... I mean, it, it's about making the right choice in the right um, second, you could say. I mean, you get measured every day because, I mean, we're here for the customers, but we're also here to make money. Um, and that's something you measure every day. And it's quite easy to see whether or not you've made money. And that's pressure. It's pressure to know when I go home, I have positions on. And if something happens and I wake up uh, early in the morning, and I check the news and I know something's happened, I immediately go, oh, what positions do I have on? What will, how will that be affected? You know, it's, it's, it's pressure and that's part of the job and you have to be able to cope with that and you have to try it out to see if um, that's something for you or not. I mean, it's, it's not for everybody, but I mean, if you can cope with that and of course, I mean, finding support um, in your colleagues, in your mentor, in your manager, I mean, we all have to deal with this. Um, that's part of it. Um, I have a maybe then, a more specific question, if if that's okay, because yeah. um, I am curious to understand from your experience. I find it uh, quite fascinating, honestly. How do you uh, deal with like difficult, uh, let's say, work days? Like uh, because you, like you said, you have a, a pretty interesting role, so to speak, <laughs> uh, by default. So. Um, 
And you mentioned earlier that you are a competitive person, that you really like what you're doing. Is there something like that you reflected on about how you handle the situations? Because you seem to me very calm, for example. Do you think the way that you react to the situations really matters? And if so, what do you what do you think about when you find yourself in like, oh no, this is not a, a great place to be in? <laughs> um that's also, I mean, learning. I mean, I wasn't like this when I started. Of course, it's something you learn. Like when you are an athlete, I mean, and under pressure, you learn to breathe, have a think. I mean, when you don't get air to, um, to the brain, you can't think. And you need to think. That's kind of the start, right? I mean, you go over the different scenarios. I mean, you understand the psychology of yourself as well. I mean, we understand that we as human beings tend to react in one way. Um, we, Our behavior, I mean, takes us often down a wrong path if you are not aware of this. So, I mean, breathe, think about it and go what's the worst that can happen the worst thing that can happen would be maybe to lose a lot of money okay we don't want to do that well what can we do um being rational about it thinking about um, the risks and what um if i want to take that risk what are the benefits how much could i actually earn or what is i mean the upside and the downside always kind of navigating this balance between that that's kind of part of it and that's also what makes it fun it's 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 a horrible thing about the job but it's also the fantastic thing about the job is it's you know you're having um you know i like to say that we kind of apply theory so i mean i get to study a lot of things speak to a lot of people just you know collect all these different inputs and apply that into a recommendation to the customer, into the trades that we um, have on the book. Um, and if we make money, I mean, we can see that we've made a result. We can see if the customers are happy because they've actually correctly hedged their portfolio or whatever it is they've done. I mean, it's it's very rewarding at the same time. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. Yeah, it sounds like... Um, you reached the balance uh, within the <laughs> industry and also within your role. And like you said, it took you time. And I think you talked about some very important parts of your uh, your journey. Is there anything else that you think you would like to share with the audience today? I mean, we can touch upon. I mean, this culture, the culture that the sector industry represents and i mean where we have been where we are now and hopefully where we'll be moving to because i mean it's not perfect uh, uh, definitely not um, but i think the point is that we are moving forward and there's actually room to take part in moving the industry forward and that's what i'm doing myself as well through um i've started the shadow board to actually be part of of, of changing and setting the path for the culture i want to be part of Mm -hmm. Can you give us some details about what does it mean? So or what is the initiative that you've mentioned now? Yeah. So I have together with um, a few of my colleagues started a shadow board uh, in our part of the organization, um, LCNI or large corporate institutions. So it's called uh, Blue Tomorrow um, just because we represent and hopefully is the path moving forward. So, I mean, it's a employee-driven initiative uh, platform to, um, you could see, minimize the gap between top management and the employees. So what we have found is that there tends, um, and I guess across the industry and in other industries as well, sometimes it's difficult for management to hear 
what the you know us small ants at the bottom is saying what our opinions are what we think is relevant all these things so i mean blue tomorrow is a shadow board to kind of be the sparring partner and have a voice and direct um uh, line to senior management so it's a platform for all employees um to gain inside impact um and actually i mean if if you want to be part of making a change, being part, or have an idea, I mean, something, it can be anything dealing with culture, dealing with, um, you know, if you think it makes more sense that you work with this group, if they're doing something cool, and, you know, so, so it can be within anything, um, you actually have a platform here. Um, that sounds really cool. And you initiated this uh, this platform, correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah That's yeah, really yeah, cool. Yeah. I think yeah. it's also a... Um, an example of how uh, employees can take initiative. And it's something that I'm very happy you mentioned because um, it also shows that there's different ways of creating change and also of improving culture in general. Because the, the yeah. topic of company culture, I've discussed so many times, but at the same time, it's not a recipe for success. It's really about it's a, the the, the companies, employees, and the culture that they want to build together. And the moment when uh, the employees feel empowered to shape that culture and they feel exactly. like, okay, there is a way to do it, then there's really a, that's really a great sign moving forward. And I feel like you yeah. are just sharing now that you you see the sign and you kind of have, you are experiencing this change now. You have the opportunity to create this change, which is honestly pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's the most, I mean, we are not there yet. But I mean, it's pretty cool that we're actually at the point where we can be part of taking us where we want to end. Mm -hmm. And I mean, mm -hmm. yeah, being part that's of fantastic. That, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Very happy that you've mentioned <laughs> that as well. I want to go back to your uh, the start um, uh, of your career at Nordia because you actually mentioned quite a few details about uh, starting as a uh, starting within the graduate program as a graduate and then moving through uh, the ranks after the graduate program. Uh, you said that the graduate program was two years, and, and you also mentioned that in the beginning, the product you were assigned to was not for you and that you had the opportunity to, to move forward within the program. Um, I think you gave some pretty cool details, but I would like you to uh, maybe tell us more about why, why do you think this is a, a good way of starting your career? Because graduate programs are actual, actually a popular way to kickstart your career in a specific domain or uh, maybe a large company, right? Um, how was your experience overall? Yeah. So, I mean, it's a fantastic way to start, I mean, to transition into working in a permanent growing up position, you could say. I mean, it still emphasizes learning. I mean, you get introduced to what it means to be within a workplace. You get to try out different things, which you don't know if you haven't tried being in this specific area within this specific company. You don't know where you will fit in and how it actually is to work. So in general, I mean, um, trying out new things, learning different people, setting up a network, maybe getting a mentor, all of these things, um, which kind of, um, yeah, helps you uh, start the next part of your journey. And it is just a Kickstarter of your career and for you to focus in on where you might fit in and what you actually find interesting. Mm -hmm. And would you say that uh, starting in a graduate program um, 
was it hard to to get through like is it do you think it's more difficult in this way to be part of the graduate program then yeah um no i think it's uh correct me if i'm wrong but i think it is the most common way uh, for nadia to um, to hire um, called entry level um uh, employees i mean because it is a fantastic way to get people started it's a uh, open way to rotate people um so we all find our place um, within the company and again the company is huge there's so many opportunities here and there's room for everybody you just kind of need to find uh, your place and where you actually find interest i mean if you don't know that something exists how would you know to uh, apply for that absolutely and i think this is also maybe you know in my experience i've um being a student in denmark and also experiencing the um end of end of school and transitioning to the uh, workforce as a full-time employee when you were talking in the beginning of this interview about the fact that it was hard I was like oh I'm so happy you said that because I also <laughs> experienced I mean it wasn't necessarily that I thought it was hard to do my job but I think um you know I I was also I also started as a student assistant at the at the the company that basically built my career here in Denmark and uh, when I uh, graduated I was promoted and I realized within a few months that wait a second this is now my full-time job like this is it like I'm not this is not ending in like at the end of the year you know like this is now what I'm I need to continue to strive towards to you know find my next level find the next focus for the for the job when you're a student assistant it feels like you are more within some sort of project management setup where at there's a deadline to it versus when you start your full-time job uh, you become responsible very fast for many things and you probably don't have the experience of that role yet because you are at the beginning of your career and you said that Nordia actually recruits many uh, junior employees this way and there needs to be this support system to like help you progress and I'm very happy you've mentioned that because I was lucky to have uh, good leaders that I could ask for advice and some of them gave me like life advice um that I I took with me to other instances as well but you also mentioned that in Nordia you get a mentor and that you also get connected to peers that can really help you uh kickstart your career and also find out what you want to do after the graduate program and you have the opportunity yeah. to ex- experiment experience different uh, departments through rotation right so I'm super happy that you've you've mentioned this and I think that the timing is also very good in terms of um how graduate programs work because actually this is a very popular time to apply for graduate programs and uh, the, what is uh, probably uh, very familiar for many of our listeners uh, but for some maybe it's not is that recruitment for uh, graduate programs happen before the year starts and then the following year you become part of the actual rotation program right so for example for nordia now um this is a um, one of the months where it's uh the application rounds are open right so uh, the uh deadline now for nordia because i did my research uh it's uh <laughs> october 31st 2022 and now it's october right so if anybody's interested in this sort of opportunity you should definitely check nordia lcni which is a large corporates and institutions um the graduate program where um basically you can apply and understand more about what does it mean to be uh, um um working as a graduate at Nordia but of course Sophie already shared a lot of her experience so i think now you got uh, more of an understanding <laughs> about it um yeah. i think it's actually we have also uh, these open house events 
So that's actually okay. something Blue Tomorrow has initiated, which uh, Elsie and I has uh, fully taken over and running now because it's such a great idea. So I mean, that's it's fantastic. an opportunity to come and visit the trading floor, but the Elsie and I as a whole, and actually speak to the people working here. So come and speak to me, come and speak to um, people doing other cool stuff. Fantastic. Yeah, I mean, um, I'm going to share everything that uh, that uh, um, I, I find about the graduate program. And of course, since you've mentioned the event, I, I would love to be able to promote that to our listeners so that they also find out about ways to meet you uh, and also to see the trading floor and talk to other people there, because I think that's exactly why we want to build this community, right? For people to know about these opportunities and to learn from you about the career paths they can they can take. Yeah. Um, yeah. What I think it's important to note is also that um, the tech and finance roles are exactly the focus of this graduate program. So everything that you've mentioned now is really the focus of it. And I think that's really uh, cool to, to be aware of. So if you're interested, um, I'm going to share all the links. Check our social media and also uh, look at the uh, podcast notes on this episode, and then we will be uh, we will make sure to share uh, Sophie's info, but also the info about the uh, the graduate program. So thank you so much for sharing all the details because I think people were very very inspired by. Um, they will be very, very inspired by your journey. And they will also get to understand more about what does it mean to work as a trader, as a chief dealer at Nordia Markets, and what is the environment and the setup that they will have there. Because I think that's very important as well to understand that it's all part of a big ecosystem. And uh, that's something that you came here to also share with us. So thank you so much. I want to go to the final five fire questions to wrap yes. up this interview. And I'm going to start by asking you, what is one book you think everybody should read? I've read, um, you know, Sarah Louise Moore from uh, CBS. She's uh, written this book called um, Little Circuit, um, which I can highly recommend. I don't actually know if it's in English or not, mm -hmm. but I mean, um, it's about stereotypes and bias mm. um, in the workplace um, between the genders. Thank you. What is the best piece of advice that you have ever received? Um, well, be my full self. I mean, don't make yourself small or anything. I mean, there's room for all of us. Just go be your full, authentic self. That's fantastic. Who is your role model? I, I mean, I don't really have role models. I guess, I mean, I'm inspired by people depending, you know, throughout life and journey and how you change. I mean, I look to different people. I mean, at the moment right now, it's people like Salu Zimur or Mia Vauna or people like that. But I mean, that changes when I was smaller. It was the circus clan. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think an important part of um, who are your role models is also to kind of evolve with, like, with them, meaning that when you're uh, growing up or when you started your career, for example, you were looking up to, I don't know, uh, somebody that uh, had a business at the time that was successful. And now you look up, for example, to your manager or to your manager's manager or to your yeah. colleague who's having like an inspiring career track, right? So all of these things yeah. are really something to to consider when we look at role models. But uh, some yeah. of those that you've mentioned are also my role models. So I uh, <laughs> I think I, I can see <laughs> <I> why. <laughs> what would you choose to do if you were to have another career? I mean, as you can tell, I really love my job. Um, so if I was supposed to do something different, I think it should be like completely different. Uh, I don't know, working in nature. I always liked animals. Working in the zoo, maybe. I don't know. 
completely different. Something, <laughs> something completely different, different, yes. If you could change places with someone, who would it be and why? Yeah, of course, thought about that one. I mean, there's a lot of inspirational people where you're like, oh, it'd be so great to meet them. But I mean, I mean, the current situation we have in the world, I mean, there's so many things going on, which I don't understand. I mean, why, why are the things happening? And I mean, we have some leaders in the world which should um, lead us. And, and for me, they are not so inspirational. So, I mean, imagine if you could actually be Putin or imagine if you could be Trump. I mean, actually understand why, what they're doing. And imagine, I mean, the change you could do in the world if you could be them just for a few days. Yeah. A very, um, I would say, hard question to answer when you look at the setup that we have now and the landscape that we are uh, witnessing. So, um, yeah, we hope for better days and we also hope for more optimistic news outside because it, it is true that if you if you read the news lately it's not the the happiest of places and i i hope that by sharing this interview with you i we also give uh, our listeners maybe a focus on on, on something something else that uh, can really <laughs> impact them right uh, and also um yeah maybe think about some of the options that we have in the future to really change the world for the better i think that's really something that we should uh, we should leave our listeners with um yeah and always be, be kind because uh yeah that's the rule number one to be able to create this safe space as well yeah fantastic sophie you've been so um well you, you've been very generous with your time and also with your insights so i hope you enjoy this interview as well because i really did <laughs> and uh, i want to thank you for the time i want to thank all of our listeners for spending uh, this hour with us I hope you got some insights into uh, into Sophie's career path and into Nordia markets and what does it mean to work as a trader. And um, yeah, I hope that uh, you will take the opportunity to read more about the opportunities at uh, Nordia markets and also to enjoy this interview uh, for your own career development. Yeah, just thanks for having me and thanks for listening. It's been uh, really interesting. I think I've learned something myself. <laughs> That's great to hear. Thank you so much, Sophie. And thank you all for listening. I hope you found this interview inspiring. And stay tuned for more episodes with inspiring female Romanos. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of Fem Lead Podcast. Share the news with your friends and follow us on social media at Fem Lead Podcast everywhere. <laughs>